That's why Warren Buffett doesn't like it, because he doesn't like think like a lot of crypto now is a lot of what's called T.A. It's technical analysis. People yeah. swing trading. They're trading the psychology, the moods, whereas Warren Buffett is a value investor. He's more like, does this thing have underlying fundamentals spinning off dividends? Now, crypto is not equity, so it's a little different. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the live show. I got my man, Tom Mirza. I just flipped the pen without meaning. We're going to talk about ICOs, Bitcoin, crypto. We're going to talk about investing in real estate. Tom's on his way back to, you going back to Dubai? Uh, in a week, I'm going to East Coast and then back to Dubai. So Calm is a big investor. He was an early investor in Uber, Airbnb. Wishes he had got into Facebook earlier. Um, so you and everybody on planet Earth, <laughs> everybody I wish they'd gotten into Bitcoin. I was talking to a guy that got into Bitcoin at one six hundredth of a penny. Wow. How'd you like that? That's a pretty solid One six hundredth of a penny. We're all late. If you paid more than one six hundredth of a penny for your Bitcoin, this guy has you beat. So all these guys that have been in it for two years and are like, yeah, I've been in it for a long time. No, you haven't. You have not. What do we need to talk about? You So you got a coin coming out. Yeah. An ICO. It's ICO. a securitized one. It's going to be basically a fund, right? And you're going to use it for real estate? or Pretty what's much, it? yeah, for real estate. So what's the coin called? So the coin is called Habibi coin. Habibi coin. Yeah, this all right. H over here. So is that the logo? That's the logo. Oh, yeah. you got it all everywhere. Yeah, I got it on my shirt too. So let's talk about, I'm going to be taking live comments. So the ICO world. First, let's step back. Before we talk about your ICO, what's your general vibes on ICOs. Are most of them junk? How's this one different? Yeah. There's a lot of shit coins. There's there's tons of shit coins out there and and, and a lot of junk, you know, so you have to do your due diligence to find out who's behind the project, you know, their past credibility in companies and things like that. So ours is a a real estate backed token. Okay. One thing I find, like I have a lot of institutional investor friends and, and ultra high net worth investor friends. And a lot of them are like, you know, this is a fad. You know, this right. is not going to work and, and things like that. I was actually with Naveen Jain yesterday. Yeah. And, and He's been here on the show. Yeah, she was telling me. He's the me, billionaire, she Naveen Jain. Yeah. yeah. He's a billionaire. And and uh, I had an interview with Naveen. We're at YPO with Dave Asprey. And, and we were talking about, and I asked him specifically, what do you think? You know, right. do you think it's a pattern? And, and he said, there's no real value changing hands here other than people trading with each other right. and, and stuff. So he thinks it's it's going to be a... A big bubble, and and the funny, surprising thing is, every billionaire I talked to, I was in India, uh, sorry, in in Dubai, and um, I spoke to this other Indian billionaire, and he said the same thing. So every billionaire I talked to is terrified. Yeah, Warren Buffett. Yeah. So Warren Buffett just came out with an article. He says crypto is, you know, not real. It's going to end poorly. I just want to say this, just just to come. So there's, you always want to be able to argue both sides of the story, yeah. whether or not. Somebody asked if you're Russell Peters. Do you get that? <laughs> I get that. I get Mario Lopez and Russell Peters. Russell Peters. Yeah, yeah. You could be the, the <laughs> Pakistani uh, 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 Lopez. Um, but here's the thing. Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger also told Elon Musk that Tesla would never work. Okay? And then they apologized later because Tesla is now higher value than Ford. Yeah. So Warren Buffett says, I don't know about technology so I love Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger more than anybody, I think, on planet Earth. I quote them more, but Likewise. nobody's omnipotent. So it's just because – now, Bill Gates says that he's a billionaire, obviously, and he doesn't think that crypto 
is, he thinks crypto can't be stopped. Elon Musk is yeah. accepting Bitcoin at Tesla, so he's a billionaire. Actually, oh, there, there's rumors. Zuckerberg yeah. might be yeah, doing yeah, it with exactly. Facebook. There's rumors that Zuckerberg is going to launch his own ICO with Facebook, which is nuts. Yes. And then remember, you can, there's crypto and there's blockchain, so they're different. So like some of these people may not buy into the cryptocurrency, but they might buy into blockchain. Like I don't think that many people are anti-blockchain. I don't think anyone is. Yeah, the yeah. idea of a decentralized open ledger, you know, where you— that doesn't seem as um, and and that you know the hashing and, and the cryptography people the security that it can bring. So, do you disagree with the billionaires? I think they're not entirely wrong. I think there is going to be a course correction at some point. And if you study financial cycles, you'll see this happens all the time. Same thing happened in the dot com era. You know, yes. you had these early earlier companies that raised all this funding and all these startups raising money, and then. The bubble bursting, you know, yeah. and, and a lot of times I think this is happening now to some degree in crypto as well. So there's entrepreneurs, guys like myself and yourself that are deep in the space, understand it enough to know that there will be a course correction. And at the same time, there is going to be an opportunity, just yeah. like what happened after the dot-com boom for companies to come out, yes. do it right, you know, and figure out what the gaps in the marketplace are. Like, for instance, the big investors they're afraid of investing into something that's not backed by anything. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's one of the reasons we're doing a, a real estate ICO, a securitized token, because it's backed by real estate. There's a floor price and it can't go below what the yes. portfolio is worth, essentially. Yes, there's, a, there's an innate. For those of you who come from the Warren Buffett value investing, that's why Warren Buffett doesn't like it, because he doesn't like things. Like a lot of crypto now is a lot of what's called TA. It's technical analysis. It's people yeah. swing trading. They're trading the psychology, the moods. Whereas Warren Buffett is a value investor, he's more like, does this thing have underlying fundamentals, spinning off dividends? Now, crypto is not equity, so it's a little different. So yeah. when it comes to your coin, yeah. it can never go to zero because how much are you planning to raise? $100 million. Okay, so $100 million. So you'll go out and buy a good portion of that will go into real estate. You go in commercial, what are you going to— So we do three, three things. $25 million goes into land developments where we okay. develop on land. 30, 60, 70, 80% margins upon handover. You do okay. pre-sales, there's a whole process to it. Then 25 million goes into cash flowing property, multifamily apartment buildings, small hotels, things that are multi-door and cash flow really well. And then 50%, and this is the unique part about it, it goes into buying out interest-bearing mortgages. So let's huh. say you had a mortgage, it's 100K, 50% is owned by you, 50% is owned by the bank. Okay. What we do is we actually, and typical lifespan of a mortgage is 25 to 30 years. In your initial stages of the mortgage, you pay 80% interest, yes. 20% principal. So if it's a $1,000 payment, $800 is just interest. As you pay it down over time, the ratio changes to like 60-40. Rarely does the interest dip below 40%. So on a $100,000 or a $1 million mortgage, you're basically paying double. And the, the mm -hmm. underlying real estate doesn't necessarily appreciate at the same pace, right? right? The so, money is in being the bank. The money is in being the bank, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you default... Yeah, they take your equity, they take your property, deficiency judgments, all this fancy stuff, and they take everything that you have in there. So what Habibi Coin does is we come in, we buy out the bank, we own the mortgage note, we ask you to give us a 10% bump on paper. So what we're holding on paper is 10% more, gives us control in the property. And then uh, you pay your payments directly to us. We remove all interest. So it's a, it's a payment directly towards the principal, speeds up your path to home ownership, speeds up your path to, uh, it gets you five, 10 years back on your life where you're not working just to pay the interest. 
And if you default on us, we'll sell the property and we'll give you a check for your equity in case you you defaulted and you couldn't pay the payments and things like that. So your equity is secure. Your house gets paid off faster. You get it owned free and clear title and deed faster because you're not paying the interest on top of it. Mm-hmm. And you you get a chance to get a little bit more liquidity back. So if you were paying a $1,000 payment, now you're paying 900 bucks. You get an extra 100 bucks to uh, increase your quality of life or pay for your, your, your expenses and stuff. So the Habibi Court, by the way, what's going to be the ticker? H-A-B? H-B-B. HBB. HBB, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take some oh, questions because I'm getting a lot of questions. How much is this guy paying Ty to be on the show? Gary Pate. <laughs> we live in the most cynical world. How much did I pay you? Uh, I think it was like $40 I'm, million. Oh, sorry. Oh, he's saying, <laughs> no, he's saying you paid me. Okay. Oh. How oh, much okay. did you pay me? A, a, like a good chunk of Habibi coins. Yeah, he gave yeah. me uh, $99 million of the $100 million <laughs> they raised to be on this show. Yeah, yeah. yeah, my next child. So... The rich are getting richer, the poor are getting poorer. Do you think crypto has a chance to change that realistically? Because a lot of people say that's the point of decentralizing money, but still a handful of people have a lot, most of the Bitcoin. Yeah, it's concentrated in a very small amount of hands. And like there's a small chunk that's like the public owns, you know, essentially. And I think it's going to make a lot of people some great returns. They're going to make really good money. But these people weren't necessarily investors from the beginning. No, right? you've been so an they, investor for how long? Yeah, for 12 years, 13 so years. You had a, how, what's the typical amount in your fund before you were doing ICOs that you – it was kind of a family fund. You yeah, yeah. Brothers. How the, much were the, you investing? The fund was in t- the 20, 25 million range. Yeah. And then we would invest seed stage 25,000 to 250,000, sometimes 500,000 into a company essentially. Yeah. So when you look at it these days, you have these investors, so-called investors who like for the last six months got great returns in an up market, you know, and, and are like, oh, I'm, I'm the greatest guru on the planet right, right. now. Everybody's now in an up market thinks they're the master of the crypto master, trade. Yeah. They've never had a down market experience <laughs> yet. And at the same time, they're making phenomenal returns. You know, there's no denying that people are going to make money on this. But when you right. you don't have a great financial intelligence or IQ, what do you do with the money? Yes. Right. You just it's like going to the casino and then winning a bunch of money and then coming back a week later thinking you can win a whole bunch more and then putting yourself in a position where you're exposing yourself to all this risk financially. The smartest thing, and I, I forget who it was. There was another billionaire who said this. He said, the smartest thing that you guys can do in this crypto space is you make a bunch of returns, investing into different coins, altcoins, making good returns, and taking your principal out and taking yes. profit out every chunk and investing it into real assets, real yes. world stuff, property, so, real estate. So I interviewed, I had Brock Pierce on the, my crypto show, and for, I asked him just point blank, is all your money in crypto? And of course, he's you know one of the most influential people in crypto. I'm not sure if he's quite a crypto billionaire, but getting up there, he co-founder of EOS, which has already raised what $800 million. Um, and he told me, oh, I put, I put a certain portion of my money in real estate. Yeah. So that way, if this whole crypto thing goes to crap. So even the biggest crypto proponent is not saying you should put 100%. Because I see you people yeah. are like crypto. It's almost like it's become a cult. It's like, Crypto is like my god. I, I feel like you should not have any idols in life like yeah, that. Like yeah. nothing's nothing's perfect in this world, you know. Nothing. But I think people are. Too, there are some people who are too bearish on it. They're like, this thing's a total scam. Did you? I don't know if you saw. There was an article yesterday. Um, I think it was Goldman Sachs or one of the big investment banks. They're finding no crypto has real value. Yeah. Like these coins, some of them, whether it's Ripple XRP, which is, you know, a, a bank transfer bank coin, coin. Yeah. You, you see things like Steam, 
which runs Femit, which is a social network. That's real value. Like people get, it's like Reddit or Facebook. And then what, let, so let's do a, I do this. Let's do my daily thumbs up, thumbs down crypto coin. Are, do you trade? I trade. Yeah. So, okay. I'm going to do this. Snapchat this too here. One of you, Sam or Adrian, we're going to do, I do my daily one minute, put the flash on and we're going to just call out coins. If you want to pass on one, just say pass. But the only two options are up, down, or pass. Okay. And I might stop you. And we're going to, let me pull up, uh, let me pull up something. Well, it's fine. We can do it. I'm going to do it off. And I might stop you and ask your opinion. Crypto trading minute, speed round, Commerza, thumbs up or thumbs down. Ripple, XRP, what do you got? Up, okay. Um, Tron. Oh, you like Tron. Okay, Tron's in the news. Just Bitcoin, BTC. Yeah, Bitcoin, of course. Um, what's one you're down on? How about Verge? Verge, literally. Verge. Yeah, Verge. What we get? What's your Verge? What's your thumb up or thumb down? Uh, I think it did great, but it's, it, uh, I'm not sure if it's going to hold. Stellar. Down on Stellar. Yeah, oh, we got so. controversy on the show. <laughs> what about Litecoin? Litecoin, I think it'll do well. Bitcoin Cash. Bitcoin Cash will do really well. What's another one you don't like? So I, I, I was not liking Byteball for, for a while because it, it had gone through some really weird stages. But now that all the coins are up, it's it's at like 900 bucks. So it's okay, so everything. pretty good. Good recommendation. Uh, ETN. Yes. Do you ETN. get an E10? No. Electronium? Electronium, yeah. Okay, so you're you're you like an electronium. It's funny, like I get every because right now my crypto show I think is the number one in the world. So everybody sends me their opinion. Yeah. You got your IOTA lovers, you got your Monero, your Cardano. Like yeah. people are like, you have people who hate, believe it or not, BitConnect. I got people who love BitConnect. And then of course, most people think it's a Ponzi scheme. What's what's your thoughts on it? Dan Fleischman was on the show, and he's a big BitConnect. He's got money in BitConnect, and he says what he says, which I think is a hilarious take. <laughs> he goes, BitConnect is a scam, but I'm making a lot of money in it, so I'm keeping my money in. He said it's probably—he didn't say it's a scam. He says it's probably some level of a Ponzi. So the way—for those of you who don't know how Ponzi's work, basically it's very similar to musical chairs. Yeah. Someday the music's going to stop, and if you don't jump in the chair, you're going to lose all your money. So yeah. be very careful. BitConnect was you – know, I don't know enough about it to speak on it. I, that's Dan Fleischman's opinion. What's your opinion? Likewise. I, I don't think I know enough to speak on it, but just from what I heard yeah. and, and the type of exponential returns that you can yes. essentially get You're from You're not going to get 1% a day forever. Yeah. I mean, it's impossible. Like, it's really unsustainable. It's my friend. It's hard to wrap your mind around that as an investor. It becomes like $1 trillion, $100 trillion. It becomes more molecules than there are in the universe <laughs> so yeah you're not gonna do that forever but i can understand dan's point get in get out yeah he you know? got in just label this is BitConnect a scam eos thoughts eos coin i just did a podcast i haven't released what do you you have opinions on eos i think eos has potential yeah 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 i mean it's a it's it's a different platform eos is something that theoretically you know some people say eos stands for you know <laughs> Ethereum on steroids, <laughs> but that's not the official name of it. Um, when I talk, so Brock is the co-founder. He says, look, we're going to probably coexist at the same time. You know, they're not, it's not the same as Ether. They're different. So it's not the same proof of work. You know, it's going to be one of these, uh, what is it? It's a proof of, uh, proof of stake, stake, but it's yeah. a proof of stake. It's not a 
fully decentralized proof of stake. I forget the stupid name, but I mean, not stupid name. I'm being stupid right now. But basically, it's a centralized proof. There's like 21 nodes or whatever where the proof of stake will be done. So let's talk. Haran says, talk about Com's story. Were you broke ever? Yeah, I was born broke. <laughs> so how do you go from broke to having $25 million fund and doing a $100 million ICO investor real estate? Yeah, Tell me, yeah. Take us through the quick version. So, yeah, I got so the airport. I'll give you the condensed version. I, I uh, started my first company because I fell in love with Bill Gates. You know, and I said this literally, literally man crush the whole thing. <laughs> like, you know, so I was like, this guy's card? a genius. If I can just start a software company and fail miserably, I might make a million dollars. And so uh, I did fail miserably. I started seven companies back to back, failed in all of them. What type of companies? Software companies, literally creating custom software solutions. What's an for, example of like, one of them that failed? Um, like what were you trying to solve? Create, creating software for used car dealerships. So, you know, you had Ford, GM, Toyota, these yeah. big companies, brilliant systems. And then you had this mom and pop used car dealership guy who would do everything manually by hand, would have no system to track and keep everything efficient, essentially. So we created a software for that, went out, got rejected left, right, and center. Uh, they said, we Why can't do you afford think it this. And, was it the software bad? You no, no, I don't it? I, Yeah, I think I didn't know how to market and sell it properly. You know, because uh, the very same software company, that was my eighth company. And the eighth company, I borrowed money to actually launch this company, went bankrupt in six months, and then took another run at it as my ninth company. Same fucking thing. Uh, pardon my French here, but same thing. And uh, the second time it worked. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Real quick, I'm sorry. Your your bling is hitting the mic. A oh, sorry. Okay. He's got so much bling on, so much money around his neck. The ice is destroying the microphone. <laughs> the mic. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Sorry. Yeah. So then um, I took a second run at it. This time I had a referral, uh, an ex-high school teacher. I dropped out of high school, so it wasn't... Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, I wasn't a high school uh, <laughs> great student. Like, And uh, I dropped out of high school, and that was the time where I said, I have two choices, either pursue my dream of trying to become the successful entrepreneur or stay in high school, go the traditional route, you know, and, and come out that side. And I couldn't really stomach that. So if you're interested in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and want to learn how to make money with Bitcoin, I'm opening up a brand new Bitcoin crypto academy for you. Crypto is starting to fundamentally change everything from currencies to the very structure behind the internet. And if you don't understand it, you will be left behind. Remember, if you had put $100 into Bitcoin in 2010, you would have over $100 million right now. I don't want you to miss out on the coming opportunities offered by Bitcoin in the cryptocurrency space. So I brought in the best experts in the game, the people that are teaching me and training me, and I'm gonna share that with you because it's not too late to understand Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and the blockchain and to make money with it. So to sign up for my new Bitcoin Crypto Academy and learn how to invest, how to make money in this new exciting space, I'm gonna open up room for a few of you to have early access to the new online mentor mastermind. So go to tylopez.com slash Bitcoin podcast to learn more. So I'm testing the mastermind. So I'm just gonna let a few of you in at a low price and uh, it's already filling up quickly. So if you want to get in, I'll let a few of you in. So go to tylopez.com slash Bitcoin podcast, all one word, tylopez.com slash Bitcoin podcast. If the course is closed, when you get to the page, put in your name in the waiting list. You missed out on the first round. Uh, and if you see it, welcome to the group. I'm glad you didn't procrastinate. Okay, back to the show. 
the second time around, I had a referral who made an introduction. And this is a really key thing for business because a lot of times we try to get in a door or past a gatekeeper through someone to get to a decision maker to, to do a deal or something like that. And if we don't have, if you're walking in blind out of the cold, you know, the chances of you being well-received are, are very slim, far and few. So if you have a referral, it makes a massive difference. So in getting somebody to just getting like, someone no, to you even, introduce me to your it. boss. Yeah. yeah. It's, it makes such a big difference because if the boss or whoever the decision maker is respects that person, you're in. Yeah. You get your 15 seconds to pitch or do whatever you want essentially. And, and that helped. And, and uh, I got in and I sold the guy and then he gave me referrals to other used car dealership owners. And, and in that business, it's a very small family knit type of thing. You know, it's one guy who has three, four of them and a cousin who has another two and like yeah. things like that. So it's not like massively independent. And then those referrals worked. The same people who were telling me no and we're not interested were like, oh, you sold it to those guys? Okay, cool. That's that's awesome. We're interested in it too. And, and let us know how it's going to efficientize our business. And Again, another point is selling something that's advanced to people that don't understand it. So yeah, it's like... That's not a good yeah, formula. Yeah, it's really tough. Really, really tough. So like if I was to go to someone who's... 75 years old right now and say, hey, like start your own ICO and get into crypto and, yeah. and, and you know, go through three-factor authentication, get your account. He's going to be factor. lost. Yeah, he's going to be totally lost. Like, Yeah, one thing I tell people, now we're talking a little more sales, is that in sales, sell to the willing. Yeah. Because no matter what you're trying to sell, whether it's crypto and ICO, whether it's, you know, door-to-door sales, phone sales, internet marketing, you still basically have to deal with the same objection, which is humans are risk averse. What you see happening yeah. in crypto, people don't like change, man. Nobody likes change. Look throughout the throughout history. Every great change was opposed by the mass of society, whether it be the person who came out with railroads, airplanes. Uh, you know, when computers first came out, people are like, oh, no, the abacus. When the first calculator came out, people were like, I can do it faster on my abacus. When the first gun was invented, people were like, bow and arrows are better. Yeah. But that's another little side note. The, the best bow and arrow is better than the first musket. And so what that means is when we're going back talking about technology yeah. and sales, like your first prototype oftentimes suck, even though you're on the right track. So you have to, like you said, get over the hump and convince people. So let's go to this. So now you finally get some success. Yeah. Eight businesses. How do you get into real estate investing? Uh, I luckily got into it uh, at a time and place where it was the global real estate downturn. You so know, you the, think it was good that you got in during the it was, crash? It was great. Absolutely great. Shit was 30 cents on the dollar, 20 cents on the dollar. You can pick up a bunch of real estate, sit on it for a little bit, and you would make phenomenal returns because they were getting rid of this stuff as quickly as they could to get some liquidity for themselves. I went to Dubai to 2009, 10, basically. And Everybody was running from Dubai at that time because it was a really highly speculative real estate market. They were trying to do all this shit, and then global credit dried up. So as soon as it dried up, and obviously the effects were felt there pretty heavily as well, 40,000 cars to the airport. Dubai is a really strict society, so if you don't pay your bill, you default on a check, you... uh, can't pay something. You go to jail? You go to jail. They yeah. got like old school debtor prisons. Yeah, literally. Yeah, literally I thought yeah. that was outlaw. It was outlaw. You, you, you go to jail. So everybody, you know, said this is not worth it and they took off. And and um, so we came in and, and we said, man, this is amazing. We're, there's no tax here. There's no corporate or personal income tax. We're saving a bunch of money. 
let's reinvest it into real estate. So I have a contracting building company there as well. We build villas and, and uh, G, G plus two, uh, ground plus two, small low rise buildings and things like that. And it was just a phenomenal opportunity and place to be in real estate. And, and you know, you know, majority of millionaires were made through real estate. Yeah. So we were good at companies. We were good at investing into companies, but you have this stability that is in real estate that if, you, if you're an investor and you don't have some percentage of your portfolio in a stable asset like that, that generates really good, consistent cash flow, yeah. you know, you're crazy. you're crazy. Yeah, you're absolutely crazy. And, you know, whatever you think you're going to do afterwards that may just make a billion dollars may not materialize, you know. Yeah. And you have, you know, most people say fall back on that degree or diploma. Well, you know, if you don't have real estate assets to fall back on, right. you know, you're going to hit the ground pretty hard. Yeah, degree and diploma, that's like advice from 1964. <laughs> yeah. Ain't nobody falling back on no damn diploma anymore. I quit asking. I have people who work for me. I have other ways of testing whether they should work for me. I don't even think I ask about college degree anymore. I do a cognitive test, which is can they solve problems? I do a strength test, which I look at their hexaco score, their personality, things like that, their conscientiousness factor. I forget to ask for a diploma because I've had PhDs come in that were great and PhDs that come in that were morons. And I've had people like you drop out of high school who kill it. So were you able to get into real estate because you had saved some money from being a business owner or did you start from no money? So what's your uh, first property you got into? Yeah, yeah. The first property I bought was uh, actually the house for our, my parents. Like okay. we, we bought my parents. Me and my brother bought my parents a house. Retired them essentially. Uh, great investment too because we got it at. A, it was in Canada. It was in Canada. Yeah, we got it at a really good deal, and it's it's almost doubled since then. But uh, yeah, that was our first big real estate real estate transaction, and and probably the most prized one too to, to some yeah. degree because well, it had more purpose. It yeah, good sentimental effect. Your family. Yeah, yeah. And then really what cool. was your next one that was a pure investment? Uh, the next one was a horrible, horrible experience. Like I had invested with this developer <laughs> to develop these high rise towers in 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 the UAE. So so Dubai is one state in the UAE, and there's seven states that make up the country. And uh, we had invested. We thought this project was going to be amazing. I had the, the agreement for the lease space on the ground floor. I had the maintenance contract for pretty much everything, the valet people and uh, retail floor space. Like, so it was a great deal for me. I would have I made $8.5 million a year residual off wow. of that. Yeah, really great deal for me. $8.5 million a year residual. Most people can live with that. Yeah. You yeah. buy a lot of Bitcoin for $8.5 million. And then what happened was I ended up losing $25 million. Ah. Yeah, the developer turned out to be this huge swindler, and he had three running projects that he was doing. He took all the deposit money that the initial buyers put down and just fucking skipped the country. I feel like $25 million is hunting down money. Did you hunt the man down? Yeah, we, Did you hire we, we, we definitely Bubba tried. Fett or some <laughs> bounty hunter and be like, yo, bro, tried. you ain't running it, with it wasn't me. There was other people that were obviously invested into it, too, that lost money and stuff. And, and that turned me off. I was like, F real estate. I'm not getting into this really? shit no more. Yeah. And... At that time, it really turned me off a lot. And I said, you know, this game is is too shady. It's really hard to actually, you know, do anything big in this game without exposing yourself to so much risk. But it also pissed me off, yeah. you know, and that that anger eventually boiled down into, you know, focus and, and then created my own contracting company and building company. And now I had the ability to control the process. So my laborers, my workers, shit done on time, shit done on budget, you yeah. know, and stuff. And, and in the real estate game and development game, it's like, 
your two biggest things. A lot of times people invest into real estate. They think that they're going to make more money than what they're really going to make in the deal. You know, so they, over, they either think they overpriced the house and they're going to make more money or it's going to sell so much faster. And what happens yeah. is it doesn't sell in the time that they think it's going to sell and for the price that they think that it's going to sell. So then they discount the price and they make it lower. They eat into their margins and they end up some, in some cases losing money on real estate, which yeah. to me is just obviously it's crazy. You know, now, back then, obviously, I was losing money in real estate, you know, but now it's it, it's crazy to lose money on a real estate deal. So now you don't lose money anymore. No, I don't lose money. Well, I mean, you, you would have your odd deal here and there, but I... I don't, in a year, given year, all the projects. How many projects do you try to do per year? <clears throat> Around 10 to 15 on an annual basis. Okay. And so the takeaway that I'm hearing from you is... At some level, the more control you have over your real estate project, the better experience you've had. Yeah, yeah. Not just rely. Contractors have to be the world's worst. General contractors. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> more people. All right, let's switch. People are asking, let's go back to crypto here for a second. We're talking sales for a second, talking real estate. So people are asking about this Habibi coin. Yeah. You going to give me some coins for being on my show? I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to hook you up. And, uh, I gotta disclose that because sometimes <laughs> people go, "Oh, Ty's only ha- Ty only has him on here for the coin." So that's not the truth. But I just I feel like I don't mind coin if you want to give them to me. <laughs> I'll, I'll hook you up. I don't with own any of it. Yeah. I'm not involved in the ICO yet, but maybe by the time you watch this. But if somebody wants to get in, the I tell everybody before you get into any coin, do you have white paper? We have white paper. Where do people yeah. see the white paper? You do the research for yourself. Yeah. Don't just trust me or 100%. don't trust him. Yeah. Do the due diligence, do the research, go through the white paper, look at the team, look at the people behind, look at who's on the advisory board, because this is really important. This is Startup Economics 101. You know, in a startup, traditionally before funding it as a VC, you would look at all of these things before you would go into a company. You would even potentially meet the founders and like have, you know, a face-to-face and see what your gut instinct tells you. Is it just you? It's it's, um, the primary, yeah, primary. So it's a community thing. There's 750 of us launching it instead of one person, essentially. Oh, really? Yeah, I obviously I'm the driving force behind it but yeah it's so a the developers are they getting paid in token everyone uh, so there's a startup company launching the coin yeah. and the startup company has three divisions one is an education division two is a trading fund and three is the actual ICO and launch of the coin so the, why did you decide to do an ICO that way sounds we wanted to invest 100% of the proceeds into backing the currency so we, we wanted to put everything into real estate what happens is these days and it happened with startups too you come up with a brilliant idea you put together a white paper advisory board and a landing page you know mm-hmm. website and you basically go out and you raise the funds and then what happens is they take those funds to develop the actual idea. Yes, you're saying you already have the idea. Yeah, yeah, we have the idea, and we are only taking the funds to back the idea, essentially proof of you know concept, essentially, yeah. instead of taking those funds and saying, okay, now let's create a real estate vehicle and let's start investing into real estate and things like that. Ninety uh, percent of the time, even with a brilliant team and a good you know advisory board and stuff, they raise money. But again, it's startup. Yeah. 101. So, like, if you don't have a great team ability to execute that idea, yeah. even though you raise the money, you'll burn through it. Like, how many startups were started, raised funding, and then are nowhere to be seen? Yeah. You know? And that happens more than you see the one that actually succeeds and raises a Series A or B or does really well, you know. So, it's, it's a... It's a game where you have to do your due diligence. You have to actually look into it as deeply as possible before you put your money into it. And at the end of it, you only put the money into it that you can afford to lose. Yeah. 
And is this going to be, is this Ethereum? You're on Ethereum platform? Yeah. So it's on ERC-20. Yeah. Yeah. And and we basically accept Ethereum and, and Bitcoin or any of the cryptos you can How will pay with. the token mechanics, it's so money, it's a secure, just for those of you a little bit newer, you have several different types of crypto, right? So you have, you have these protocols, you could kind of call them platforms like an EOS, like an Ethereum. Utilities, you, securities. Yeah, you, have, you have security ones, which there's less of. Yours will be one of, there are some security tokens coming out, but you'll be one of the yeah. newer ones. Security tokens are actually backed by an asset, like in this case, real estate. Um, how does the token mechanics work? Are people basically just getting the token in the expectation of a dividend? You'll be sharing the real estate rental profits, commercial real estate profits, so on. So yeah, on. yeah. So ultimately what happens is uh, you set up your Ethereum wallet, you transfer your Ethereum, you get your equivalent in Habibi coin, yeah. and then uh, basically download our wallet and do it. And here's a really cool thing actually that we're doing with it is we're starting our own exchange in Dubai as okay. well. And that exchange, and this is a cool thing for anyone wanting to start their own crypto as well, with your own exchange, they have to register on your exchange. They have to download your wallet. So if you have like a pre-subscribed list of like half a million people interested in your crypto, you just made a really profitable back-end business yes. on your exchange, you know, at the same time. like so Kind of like Coinbase, GDAX exactly. kind of thing. Yeah, Binance, GDAX, yeah, exactly. Now, your, yeah, Binance has a, the Binance coin, but also has the exchange. I, I saw they just opened back up. Binance was closed and they opened back up and like 200,000 people <laughs> made an account in one hour or something Ridiculous. Crazy Ridiculous. So where's the best place to go if they want to do their due diligence, read the white paper for Hungary? Yeah, yeah. Where do so we go? Go to hbbcoin.com. HBBcoin.com. Opt in with your email, and then in like the next seven days, uh, the full site will be up. You'll be able to download the white paper, and then you'll be able to actually go through the whole thing. We even have a question area where you can ask questions and like. Is it open only to non-US? It's open to everybody, but non non uh, non US. Yeah. Yeah. USA is making it hard to do these, so a lot yeah. of coins are outside, you know, raising their funds outside the U.S. Just yeah. One day the U.S. maybe will come around. All right, last couple questions before he goes. Woodco, Inc., do you think that investing in Dubai is still viable? Um, it depends on what industry and Fuck niche real estate. Oh, real estate, yeah. Yeah, real estate-wise, yeah. I mean, there's, there's still really... Whole, if, if you go there, and you, all you'll see is cranes and development in real estate. That's one thing in that entire country that doesn't stop. 24 hours a day, two shifts, and all they do is build and build and build. So it's, it's still definitely very, very good to go make some money there. Yep. He's got to head to the airport. My man. My man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody. And uh, uh, before we go, yeah, real real quick, we give so, something away. I got a gift actually for you. Oh, and, okay. And uh, when we met, I think it was last year somewhere. It was at the Playboy Man. No, it was Alex Becker's event. It was me, you, and Grant Cardone. And um, I had asked you. I said, "Do you have like? Because you play basketball all the yeah. time. You you know you got the balls, everything." And, and I said. Do you have a Michael Jordan jersey, a uh -oh. signed Michael Jordan jersey? And you said no. And then, uh, so I bid on this at a charity auction. Oh, I got to write, I got to put, I can't wear this either. I bid on this at a charity auction. I spent around 5,500 bucks. Uh-oh. I won it. And this is a Sign, 23. Is that a gift for me? That's a gift for you. It's Damn. a signed Michael Jordan jersey. I he's, definitely can't wear that when I'm MJ playing. on the back. That's awesome, man. I appreciate that. And it's an that's authentic, a nice, authentic that's a jersey. Yeah. Either a book or, a, or something signed by Michael Jordan. I like it. <laughs>
Let me hear. And I think you're from the same era as me where Jordan was Jordan. You know, he was the man. I'll take one from LeBron, Jordan. (laughs) Let's just put gift sign Kobe Jordan. Thank you, man. I appreciate I owe you one. Oh, my pleasure, man. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. We'll be right back. 